Hello, wrestling fans. It's Quint Charisma here. Uh, I'm going to get to the podcast here in a second, but first, I want to uh, say a few little things. Uh, yesterday, we lost uh, another brother, uh, Road Warrior Animal, passed away. Uh, yesterday, he was 60 years old. Um, hadn't heard anything yet on on, uh, on what happened to him or nothing, but uh, uh, sad day. Sad day anytime we lose anybody. Even if they're, you know, any life lost, you know, it, it's sad. But uh, somebody that's, you know, in the wrestling business, and he was an icon, um, you know, uh, him and uh, Hawk were, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Help me out, JP. What's the word I'm looking for? They, uh, well, I don't know. I don't know what you're looking for, but they were trendsetters in tag go. team wrestling. There you they, go. There you go. That's it. They they changed what tag team wrestling would would be. Yeah. Um, and they held gold everywhere they went. Yeah. Uh, every territory, you know, across the world. Um, the uh, the Road Warriors, Legion of Doom, however you know them, were on top. Yeah. Uh, but you know, behind that, Joe Laurinaitis was a. Uh, you know, was a family man, you know, had a wife and kid, brothers, you know, just, yeah, I actually, don't know, man, it sucks. Yeah, I actually watched a thing today, I don't know who posted, I, I came across it somewhere on Facebook today, um, it was a W, I think WWE did it, um, a little segment about him and his son, when his son played for the Rams, uh-huh. that was a really good piece, uh, about basically on yeah him uh, going from you know being you know growing up that you know it was all about you know but he was a family man and then he said you know and, and when this was shot you know several years ago um, he said it wasn't about him now it's about his son you know he's all about his son you know foot you know he went to Ohio State and then uh, playing with the Rams and um, it was really a good piece on. Um, uh, on how he um, just uh, really supported his son in football. Uh, it, like I say, I'm, I want to say it was a WWE piece, so it had to been a few years back, but it was really good. Uh, like I said I stumbled across. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube somewhere, but uh, yeah, um, but yeah, that trend center. That's what I was meant to say. Yeah, they because uh, you think about it, after them, you start seeing other guys, big muscle guys, face paint. You know, you had uh, Barbarian, Warlord, uh, Demolition. You know what I'm saying? It seemed like after them, he, there was always people, you know, promotions wanting to copy him. But, yeah, there's, there's all the uh, all the Road Warrior clones, yeah, as yeah. it is. And, yeah. and I'm not taking away from Barbarian, Warlord, Demolition, all that stuff, but it, they're the ones that started it. They're the originators of it. So, yeah, uh, Transcenders, whatever you... Ah, can't even say the word. Whatever the word you just said. Trendsetters. Setters. There you go. I said cinders. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, it, it's, um, you know, it, it's a big loss. Uh, you know, he, he, don't, he wasn't working anymore. He had just, well, I think it was, was it last month, did a appearance in uh, Mount Pleasant, Tennessee for uh, the, fo- the the Little League Football League down there. He did an appearance yeah. for them for like last month. And uh, so he was in the area. Um I've never met him, you know. Um, I, from what everybody I know, that people I know has met him later in the years. That you know, he was a nice guy. 
you know? Uh, yeah, I've had uh, limited run-ins with him. He, uh, you know, at one point was managing the War Kings, uh, yeah. Crimson and Jack Stane. Um, so I got some run-ins with him at, uh, at, at Tried and True. And, you know, I'm not going to say I knew, I knew him well, but we had some limited conversations, and he was always super-duper nice, super easy to deal with. Yeah. Um, you know, if if you asked advice, he'd give it to you. He was funny, really funny. Was he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was just. We were watching one of the trainees' matches with him, and I can't remember what he said. He said a couple things during it, you know, but it just got me. <laughs> um, yeah, no, super good dude. Um, they're saying that it was natural causes. Um, I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, you, you know, he's sixty but... years old. You got to think about it. Um, the life he lived. Um, you know, the wrestling business for all those years. You know, I, I'm you know steroid abuse. I mean, sixty uh, is actually a pretty good run. All considering, you know, um, a lot of the guys that did a lot of that abuse. You know, it. I'm not knocking the guy. I mean, because everybody was doing roids, you know, and but a lot of them. It, it so sixty. You know, it actually, and he actually, he looked like he kept himself in good shape, but not roided out. You know, what I'm saying he looked, he he still looked decent. You know, you can tell he's oh, still uh, he still worked fact, out. He was, yeah, for a fact, he was still pushing the weights. Yeah, he was still working, but he you could tell he was clean. You know, you know, yeah. thing. So. Uh, but, um, uh, that's just sad, you know, I mean, like I said, any time anybody lost a life, but, uh, once one of the brothers and an icon in the wrestling profession, um, it's sad, uh, you know, like I said, you know, uh, you don't hear a lot of bad stuff about him, you know, I mean, you hear things here and there, but that's the wrestling business, you know, I'm sure, because I don't like the fabs talk about how they had some run-ins with them and stuff, and, but, you know, that happens through the, and that's, you know, that's going to happen through the years. It's happened through well, and, and, that, and that's business. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It happens. Everybody has, you know, run-ins with people that, you know, disagreements in the ring and stuff. It happens. I mean, you know, that's part of it. Uh, but besides, you know, the few little things here that you never really heard nothing really, really bad about them, you know, that they were fun-loving, partying guys, you know? <laughs> So, you know, so, uh, but yeah, it, it's, like I said, it's a sad day and, uh, he'll be missed and, um, prayers go out to his family and everything and, um, you know, he's up there with, um, Hawk and they're doing their deal. Oh, what a rush. <laughs> so, um, uh, God bless, animal. You'll be missed. Rest in peace. Hello, wrestling fans. It's Quinn Christopher. Hey, that's me. And tonight I'm with Jeremiah Plunkett. Oh, yeah. Yellow again, everybody. Jeremiah Plunkett and Quentin Charisma. By golly, we are snack dabble on ringside. And son of a gun, we're ready to go with another big week of the Territorial Wrestling Review Podcast. Quentin? What's up? Oh, man. Another day in paradise. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great because we don't get the, uh, the, what's it, the Jolly Green John or whatever. <laughs> Lance is back, baby. Amen. Thank you. Goodness, oh, Whew. boy, those are three rough weeks, wasn't they? They 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 were uh, they were rough. Um, 
Big Jack Eaton did his best, I think. But his best just isn't good enough. <laughs> Not at all. No. First week, okay. Second week, uh, third week, uh, I was wanting to shoot him. Anyway, so we got show number 39. We're reviewing the CWA Memphis, September 26, 1987. It's the Evansville, Indiana feed. It means it was taped in Memphis on September 19, 1987. Like I said, we got um, Lance back. That was, whew, I, I could have did another week of him. And, we, and I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, Thank goodness there's no uh, spin the what the crap that garbage was. Because remember you said if they were doing it again, we want, we were done. Remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. If this yeah. is we are week four, spin the wheel, make the deal, gimmicks, cattle prod. Yeah, I don't know if I could have done it anymore. Yeah. Thank goodness it wasn't. So what's going to tell you now? <laughs> so we're going. We're probably going to finish this year out on on the with this. Um, this 87 deal here, so... Next week, cattle prod on a pole <laughs> Bring it back. Well, we'll give you a week off. <laughs> you know, they say if you... If it, you know, when it, you'll miss it if it's gone. We took it away, took it away for one week, so you'll miss it. <laughs> yeah, alright. So we got the regular opening, the music, the video, and everything still. Only, I think, three people in the promotion are on the video still. <laughs> So I, I learned something about, about the music today on YouTube, but I don't know how uh, how factual it is. Um, apparently, the guy who did the, the remix of uh, the 2001 Space Odyssey song that we currently have, um, because originally they just used you know the Ric Flair song. Yeah. Um, I got, apparently, the guy who did the remix uh, named Steve Cox. Yeah, he works. Done. He did. He did their stuff for him. And uh, from what I read on YouTube, he was never paid for it. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. Shocking. <laughs> Somebody didn't get paid in the wrestling business. <laughs> oh, me. Imagine that. <laughs> uh, don't surprise me one bit. But his name was on the, the thing, though. That's what it said in the post he put. He goes, I was never paid for this, but it was kind of cool to see my name uh, on the either entrance or exit. It was, the, it was or, the exit of the show. Yeah, in the credits. Yeah. So. And it was funny because I remember when um, the wrestler Steve Cox started working for World Class, I was like, I wonder if that's the same guy did the music. I wonder if, he starts, if he's wrestling now, then... I saw him, I was like, no, nah, that guy's too young. <laughs> so, I mean, you never know, you just saw his name, Steve Cox, on, on, you know, at the end. And then, you know, years later, there's a guy in Texas, you know, wrestling with Steve Cox. So. And, and all of a sudden, Dallas has the same music for their TV show. It's so weird. That's, that's a joke. Well, you yeah. obviously didn't get it. I got it. I was had a thing. It was like, Dad. I was like, oh yeah, it's later. I got you. Yep. Anyway, um, it's got Lance and Dave at the desk. Lance um, has has the uh, opening, the greeting, and um, we get a boy. I'm glad to be back. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then from Dave, and we're glad to have you. 
Yeah, he says, welcome back, and we're glad to have you back. And yeah, I, true words put, have never been spoken, Dave. And then I put me, and I put, and, and then I put me, and corporations, I put, I'm so glad you're back. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was just, and you could tell, but he was, he, um, I think he just took a long, long little vacation like you were talking about, because he seemed really, um, um, energized, ready to go. Yeah. I think he just need a little, little break. To, you know, Dave. I mean, uh, Lance getting up in a little age by this time, so like he just need to have probably. You know, I'm sure he's probably getting grandkids around this time, so he was, you know, uh, probably did some family stuff, recharge his batteries, and he's back, and he sounds like he's he's ready to rock and roll today. Okay, let's see. So he talks about, he said, when I was off, he said, I heard about the $10,000 battle oil. So I heard we got new tag champs. And Dave gives today's lineup. He says, Tracy Smothers singles action. Uh, Jeff and Billy Travis is here. Rocky Johnson. Superstar Bill Dundee. And we're going to have a Southern tag title match with RPMs against the Nasty Boys right here on TV. So that's two weeks in a row we've had Southern tag team title matches on TV. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's very rare. I mean, we rarely see one. We're never getting to see two. So, so they cut the break. They come back, and Lance and Dave, and um, so they run down last week's um, whole ordeal with Tracy Smothers, the beat down, and everything. Uh, so they go back with that, and then um, they show all that. So they come back with, into the back with uh, Tracy and Lance doing the interview. Uh, Tracy's, you know, he's selling the whole thing. He's not, he's not his normal self, you know, you could tell. He, I think it was good the way he was selling it. So, Tracy, before he ever turned heel, he know he didn't have much of an edge. So, he was like the 100% humble pie baby face oh, to yeah. me. Yes. You know what I mean? There was, there was no... You, you couldn't see Tracy in like a blood and guts match for a blow-off. Because he's just too apple pie in baseball. Yeah. Um, my favorite Tracy, like, any Tracy's good Tracy, but, like, then when you get Smoky Mountain where he has a bit of an edge to him. Yeah, Smoky Mountain, that's where he, that's where he came into himself there. Yeah, because he, yeah, he had had a bit of a heel run in WCW. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he, he could incorporate pull from some of that, even, yeah. in, even when his baby face work at Smoky Mountain. He had that that edge to him, like you know. Yes, he's a white, you know, white meat Southern bread baby face, but he'll also beat your bloody eyeball shut. Well, it's good that you know that feud with Dirty White Boy up there. That it was a blood feud, you know. So yeah, it t- toughened him up. Yeah, I think. yeah, it, yeah, it did. It was good. It 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 you know, because yeah, he had been really white meat baby face, you know, and I the Smoky Mountain thing that was him really. Getting that people, I really learned. Oh, he's a kick butt. He's more, you know. He he'll get down and dirty. You know what I'm saying? Get dirty yeah. and get in the trenches and yeah, yeah. But this time now he was, you know, apple pie. You know, baby face. Yeah. You know, so he talking about how you never. He was talking. He said he's never missed a booking. You know, he may. You know, until this week and everything. He just. Yeah, it was good though he did. You know, he you could tell he was, he you know, um, 
he wasn't down, but you can tell he was selling that, you know, he hadn't fully recovered from the beatdown. He's still feeling little, the, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Effects. The effects. Yeah. 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 So it was good. So his music hits, and he and he's still talking. <laughs> so he finally goes out. He don't do much bay face. He goes basically straight to the ring, into the ring. He don't, he really don't bay face around the ring. I guess that's part, you know, he's, he's still selling the effects of it. Uh, so the first match we'll get today is Tracy Smothers against Keith Eric. Uh, Jerry Calhoun's the referee for all the matches today at the studio. Uh, let's see. Uh, not much of a match. Uh, Tracy did a not. Man, he's got a beautiful leapfrog. Yeah. Oh, Tracy's an athlete, man. I know, but Tra man. Tra he, he's such an athlete. I, I didn't think it wasn't much of a match. It was just a fundamental back and forth, yeah, but mainly saying, yeah, Tracy I mean, match. It wasn't, it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't nothing. It was just basic. Uh, did you see him shoot that half Nelson, though? Oh, dude, yeah, Tracy was pulling out the amateur stuff. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was going to say, I was, wasn't much of a He went from an arm bar to a crucifix. Yeah. I, was just, I mean, I, when I meant it wasn't much of a match, it wasn't nothing. Um, it was just a basic, you know, uh, TV match. You know, he got, you know, he, he um, you know, got his little stuff over, but yeah, he, he did some mat wrestling and shot that half. That's something you don't see on Memphis wrestling hardly ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Tracy's also real good when he's got someone like Keith Eric that can do a few things. Yeah, yeah. he oh, gives yeah. them a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, other people will just eat Keith Eric alive. Yeah. But you know, Tracy gave him just just enough heat so that when he came when he came back, it started be eating him up again. Yeah. That it made it more entertaining. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm should I, I guess I worded that wrong. I don't mean what you know. It was nothing. You know, it was just a your normal. I guess that's what you know. what I'm saying. Yeah, I, there, I mean, there wasn't any big bumps or anything. It was yeah. a lot of mat work. Like there. Oh, and was who was coming up next? Yeah. You know, made sense. Yeah. So, um, out comes Paul and Pat. Paul, yeah, Paul and Pat run in. They get on the cyber double teaming on Tracy again, like they did last week. And all of a sudden, the curtain flies open, and Steve Armstrong hits that ring like a house of fire. Oh man, yeah, he was he was fired up, uh, and, and Pat and Paul were bumping good for him. Yep. Uh, Pat took a bump off a clothesline that I thought I had to go back and watch it because I thought Steve beheaded him. I know. He's I Pat got killed from that one clothesline from Armstrong. I, I went back and watched it and it was just Pat's bump, man. Pat's so good. Yeah, he is, man. He, he just... I mean, Steve's awesome as well. You had two yeah. greats in there. I'm not discounting yeah. Steve. But Pat's such a hard bumper yeah. that I thought Steve took his head yeah. off. <laughs> it just, yeah, it just—it's why he works. It makes everything look so good. Oh, and they did that little dosy spot into the double punches. Yeah, I put on. It was, I put on it was so good. Um, when Armstrong come in, he bumped each one of them about five times a piece. They were just revolving door bump, just feeding, feeding. By the time Tracy come up, and then they yeah. went going into the building a new guy in the territory the right way, man. Yep, yeah. and uh, then they went into the spot you're talking about the. Train wreck to the dosi do. So, do you think the crowd? And this is was my question because the crowd went wild when Steve hit the ring. Yeah. Did they know it was Steve, or um, were they just like somebody saving Tracy? 
Well, I think some, because he was there in 80, I want to say the end of 85, he was there. Um, so there might have been some of them know who he was. Uh, you know, I think it's 50 50, maybe. The people, or maybe 50, uh, 40 of them maybe knew, remembered him, uh, or thought he was somebody else. <laughs> and then. Alan West is back! Yeah! <laughs> they just saw the hair. Because <laughs> they came in so fast, they just saw, they just saw the hair. <laughs> um, I say 60, probably just cheering because somebody came in to save Tracy, maybe. I don't know. And they came through the proper door. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, so they did the, uh, what did they do the dosey do Was it, they hit him with flying, for, double flying forearms, or what it was? Yeah, like flying forearm, flying punch yeah. kind of thing. Um, I forgot which one. One of them threw it, and I swear to God, it looked like the Superman punch that we see nowadays from Roman Reigns. I think that was Armstrong. Yeah. Was Tracy's it? looked more like a forearm. Yeah. But Armstrong's looked like a Superman yeah, punch. It, it was good. It was really good. And then they hit him with spears and side and up. It was good. It was good. And then, um, um. But then there's one thing I didn't get. It's probably the same thing I just wrote, I wrote down in my notes. I'm going to get my so notes. So Marlon, Marlon and Hales come out, and that I get. Yep. I but then they sent out Travis and Jarrett. Yeah, that made Like the sense. heels didn't run off till then. Yeah, that was dumb. All right, that's where I got my notes. Um. Yeah, I didn't understand. They send out Travis and Jarrett to break it up. Why don't they just let the why not let the baby faces fight them to the back? It don't I don't understand it. Yeah, I I, I don't either. It, it would have made them look so much better. Like don't get me wrong, I don't think anybody in that building because in in, in Jarrett and Travis's defense, I don't think they ever hit him. No, they didn't. They just kinda of broke So them up. I mean yeah, so I mean, it was, it, it wasn't bad. Like it, it would have been horrible if they came out and they started beating up the heels, and then it was like, oh, they needed help. Yeah. But it was just, just yeah, just leave, leave them standing tall. Yeah. I didn't. You're, you're trying to build this new tag team. Yeah, I, I got that on my notes. I didn't understand that either. Yeah, it was it was weird. Uh, so um, we got someone new in the territory, so we get our first stand up interview with Lance. I don't count the backstage. Yeah. So they come over. What was that? Uh oh. That was a cat. Uh oh. Got, got, a, got a stray cat making an appearance. Key, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, um, uh, uh, oh, crap. Wayne. Um, Ken Wayne? <laughs> <laughs> no, she's actually, it, it's actually quite adorable. She is looking under the door of the makeshift studio at me yeah. wishing she could come in here <laughs> it's actually very adorable <laughs> like what's going on in there so they come over to the interview with Lance and Tracy and we get a rendition of later on years later on lay way way later on of basically know where the thugs come from yeah, but I'm glad he went with the thug one because this one wasn't great. No, but I'm saying though he, because uh, I've never seen him do that or anybody else do it like you know what I'm saying. 
So I'm like, yeah. ah, like, because I didn't, you know, like, it's like, oh, yeah, the, the thugs was the, was awesome. The one, but I'm just saying though, just the idea, you know. I mean, we can rate them right next to each other. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we got this one, which is bad. So B is for bad, which that that was a eh, right yeah. off the bat. Yeah. <laughs> a is for atrocious, and D is for you better believe disaster. Yeah. <laughs> but then you have stretching. T is for terrible, H is for hell, U is for ugly, and G is for jail because a thug can't spell. Hey. Sorry, that one's the best. Hey, oh yeah, definitely. But he was trying. You know, he he's 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 fired up though. And then uh and then Armstrong starts and he was so fired up his his didn't have no meaning to it, really. If you didn't have a lot. No, there wasn't there wasn't much substance behind it. There wasn't really nothing towards Pat and Paul. <laughs> he was just like, yeah, we're gonna beat anybody who comes in front of us. Yeah. Should it be saying we're gonna beat Pat and Paul? <laughs> but the people were going nuts. So they they didn't care what he said. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I don't think they did either. So the oh, if, if only Bob would have been there, though, you know that promo would have been money. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> that, all the stories from Smoky Mountain. Lance tells a great one where like Bob's leaving. And they're like, oh, crap, we need you to cut one more promo, oh, Bob. Yeah. This is what it is. And he's got a cigarette in his mouth. He ain't talking about a cigarette. Yeah, and he puts the cigarette down, or has someone hold it. Yeah. Cuts the promo. Doesn't wait for Jimmy to say anything. Goes, that's how it does. And how it's done, boys, and leaves. Yeah, the cigarette goes back out the door. <laughs> yeah, money. Yep. Oh, definitely. money, Bob Armstrong, baby. Yeah, one. Well, he was a one take. <laughs> oh, man. So cut the break, and uh, so get Lance with the first. Um, of the three Evansville cards for today. It's for the uh, Wednesday night, September 30, 1987, show at the uh, Evansville Coliseum, Evansville, Indiana. Uh, <laughs> Prince, Fergie, Pat, Paul, Don Bass are already out there. Um, they're usually they you know they walk in, but they're already standing there from the get go. Yeah, the, the the entire commission except for Goliath and Big Bubba. Yeah, yeah. Um, Prince talks first, then we get Don Bass. Well, real quick, he, he announced the matches, two matches. Oh, that's right, he did, didn't he? Yeah, that's yeah, right. and, and that's what they uh, they commented on. We got the Southern Boys versus Bad Company. And Don Bass and King Carl Fergie are going to take on Jerry Lawler and Superstar Bill Dundee. Yeah. And uh, Prince talks first. And then uh, Paul Diamond talks. And then <laughs> Don Bass, he's talks. He's all fired up. And basically they stooge, oh, big time. And they stooge off the $10,000 gimmick. Uh, but what's new? They stooge off everything on these things. Uh, Fergie talks, and guess what? He gets cut off. Patch and I can don't talk. Oh, that too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Fergie, yeah. They were going too long. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, Fergie's like, he's getting into the meat yeah. of his promo, and yeah. then it just goes black. Yeah. And uh, I put on here, uh, yeah, Bubba and Goliath wasn't on the, uh, in the uh, thing with the commission on this one. I don't think they could have fit in the screen, even if they were there. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. They they could see it probably like from like chest down, could have seen it, but 
my highlight was how ridiculous Carl Fergie looked in a pair of Dockers and his robe and crown. <laughs> like, there's just something, if he would have been in his trunks and a robe and a crown, yeah. it would have been okay. Yeah. Or, or if he would have had a dress shirt on under his robe and crown, that would have been all right. But, like, have no shirt and just a pair of Dockers on. Don Baez had that shirt on you saw about last week again. Yeah, he had the bar the barber shirt, yeah. which you can't you can't always tell because he's got the bandana around yeah. his around his neck. But yeah, he had the barber shirt still on. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um let's go back to the studio. We got Lance Save the Dance to talk about the ten thousand dollar battle rule and the reversal of the uh, of the winner of Don Bass and the new winner is Jerry Lawler. Okay. Here's my take on that, which I wrote this down before I watched the show. Well, I, I have one word for my take. Shocking. <laughs> I put on here, I was like, why in the world didn't Bass come running out mad about getting taking the money away from me? We learned later on the show. Something else I also noticed. Somebody didn't um, either write on Lance's sheet or tell Lance, this is supposed to be generic. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He started going into something else and he, they cut it. He said, no, he said this is Memphis. He said that... Uh, oh yeah, it happened in Memphis, it happened yeah. in Memphis. And it, it, was the, uh, it was around the loop. It was in all the towns, so it should have been generic instead of actually saying Memphis. So, I, I, I'm sure they didn't write it down this sheet and he's been gone, so... So I'm not, I'm not blaming Lance for that. I'm blaming whoever... Formatted out the um, wrote the show. I'm sure they didn't smarten him up on that. Um, but yeah, it basically wasn't much to that, you know. <laughs> All right, so we got the uh, second match of the day. It's Jared and Travis against Rough and Ready. Poor old boss winners don't get a graphic. <laughs> well, heck, he's he definitely been. So sometimes he he looks really good. And then other times, I, I think that there's a fan around ringside. Yeah, he he wasn't dressed for the occasion today, folks. He, he had like a yellow baseball cap on. I kept looking, trying to see what that cap said on it the whole. So I, I I didn't watch. I didn't really watch a lot of the match because I kept trying to see what that what the cap because it would stood out so much that big yellow cap he had on. I kept trying to see if I could get a good look at it. I didn't. <laughs> I paid more attention to that than I did the match. Uh, we got some snazzy blue jackets and red tights for Jarrett and Travis this week. Yeah, man, they um, got the blue jackets, and uh, you very rarely see uh, Travis in red trunks. But I guess it's uh, Jarrett had the red and blue leggings, so he. Um, Daddy was, said, "Wear these." Yeah, Daddy said, "Match." We got match. <laughs> so yeah, uh, they all match. Yeah, that, that's one thing I'll say, George Goulas. Uh, at least everyone who tagged, well, I say everyone who tagged with him, when Bobby Eaton tagged with him, at least they had a tag gear. And then maybe Nick bought it for them. Probably not. Jet set? Yeah. Stuff was cheap back in, man. Well. And and sweet tights, too. Uh, K&H was cheap back in the day. Oh, yeah, no, I've seen the old, uh, the old program, not programs, but the old, uh, what do you call them? Catalog. Yeah, the old catalogs. <laughs> yeah, they're stupid cheap. Yeah. Nothing never changed in them, just the prices. They kept the same <laughs> pictures. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, I don't know. I've heard their quality lately. I was about the Kello. Yeah, the guy quality. Well, they it's like their third or fourth owner. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, I actually I think it's the fourth owner they're 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 in with now. Yeah, because Mike put on there it's like if they got um, uh, it's like Carl and Hildegard sold it. And the new owners, I'm like, dude, they're like on their fourth, yeah. third or fourth. Yeah, owners. Carl and Hildegard sold it. In the and 70s. Then the, <laughs> yeah, and then the lady I got it from sold it. Or they sold it to the lady I got my KNX Tyson 05 from. So yeah, they are now, on their that fourth was owner. Like the third person. The, well, the lady I dealt with, yes. That was the third but, person owned it. But that's what I'm saying. She has sold it. Yeah, so it's like the fourth person. Because the person had it from the seventh, bought it from Carl and Hildegard. In the 70s, they had it all the way up until the 90s. And then they started sometime in the 90s. Because I bought the my first stuff come from KH was from the second hours. So they sold, and then when I got the last stuff from them, it was the third owner. And when they, so, my measurements was all jacked up on my stuff. You said the measurements were jacked up? Yeah. Remember that, that, uh, Oh, yeah, that singlet you gave me. The crotch, button crotch uh, shirt. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's no way that was ever going to fit you. It, it didn't fit me. I know. <laughs> and they had my measurements because I've been buying stuff there since 93. So, you know, I didn't understand that. So, but yeah, it, it, it like I said, I think it's on their fourth owners now. And I've heard, yeah, people have said it's, but yeah, that stuff, boy, used to, even that stuff I got, um, you know, that's in the nineties, man, that's, those seams were just, um, unbreakable, you know? Oh, they, they were the best. I wish I never would have went with anything else, but it became with the third owner and I can't remember her name. And let me say this, her work was good. I, I never had an issue with fit. Um, but her seams and everything were good and the material's amazing. That nylon is great. Yeah. Um, but it just became so hard to get in touch yeah, with her. Yeah. I, that's what a lot of people said that, um, that, because I know when I, that last stuff I actually ordered, it took a while. Well, like, to don't, get. don't, don't, it takes, it took a while and don't have an email address if you're not going to use it. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was my biggest thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think she, she won, because when I, that last stuff I got is when she first started with the website and stuff. Uh-huh. And, um, I think she just got so overwhelmed, people sending, you know, orders and stuff, because it took forever to get that last stuff I got. Uh, and I think she just, I don't, I don't think she, it was just her. I don't think she could, because it's always been just call and, um, you know, you call in your order or you mail, or they used to mail it off and uh, COD it, but that was, that was even before my time. But uh, you just ordered it on the phone. I think when she went, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, went online, and I think it, everything just, I don't think she knew how to handle the business in. Yeah. Because that last thing I got, it took... Well, that wasn't her only company. Huh? That wasn't her only thing that she did, right? So she she did K&H on the side. Yeah, it wasn't her... And she did, like, other costuming or whatever, too. Yeah, K&H wasn't wasn't her only thing she did for a living. Yeah. So, in the turnaround time, like I said, my thing was all messed up, and it took forever to get it. Because usually I could get my stuff in K&H in no time at all. And uh, especially after that first time, because they had my... My measurements on file and everything, and I think, like I said, that last time I ordered, I think, um, I don't think she had the measurements because there's there couldn't have been the, my measurements. So, 
But anyway, we got way off. Where were we at? <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, so, yeah, the decision had been reversed. Uh, we go to the match. Um, we were talking about their, their tights. Oh, yeah. That's literally how we got there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, let's see. Um, and I, I'm like you. I watched the match. Nothing stood out. It was just a yeah. one-sided, yeah. good little match. To, you know, ended with a Jeff Jarrett dropkick. Yep. Uh, Travis had a... Uh, a, a crazy running side slam. Well, yeah, but he, he did it to Reddy. I know, but still, it looked good. <laughs> it, it did look very good, but Reddy weighs 97 pounds. <laughs> but still, it still, it still looked good. <laughs> yeah, the, the only thing that stood out through this match is Bot Swinner took a bump. Yeah, like at the very end, he, he fed up on the apron after the match, after the drop kick. Yeah. Was it Jeff that hit him? Yeah, of okay. course it was. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, he took a bump, yeah. And I was hoping they'd zoom over there and, they, and on, sit on the floor because I could see that hat. But it, you know, it fell off anyway. But <laughs> that hat just distracted me. <laughs> he worried so much about what it said because it got used to Bruno. It's probably just like a cat hat. He probably sells heavy machinery on the yeah, side. Yeah, I was going to say, probably had cat diesel power hat. Find <laughs> what it was. But yeah, yeah he, he come out... Um, Looking like he, yeah, he just, yeah, he just wandered in there today. So I guess I'll work today. <laughs> it wasn't dressed for it at all. <laughs> okay, so let's see. Uh, go to the break, and we got Lance with the second Evansville insert for the day, and uh, we get two spot shows. You can tell Lance has been off for a couple weeks. The first spot show we got is for uh, October the 2nd, 1987 in Hopkinsville. He says Tennessee, but it's Kentucky. I, I didn't notice that, did he yeah. really? He said Tennessee. He goes, Hopkinsville, Tennessee at the uh, Western Kentucky agriculture, uh, ag thing at the fairgrounds. The building that everybody runs now. Um, and then he said, then we have another uh, show. They get, what, say something? No. Oh. Uh, so they have another spot show in, uh, let's see, on October the 9th in Graham, Kentucky. I've never heard of Graham, Kentucky in my life. So I looked it up. Graham, Kentucky is right off the Western Kentucky Parkway. It's in between Madisonville and Central City, Kentucky. Not Central States. Remember last week I was called Central City. Central yeah. State, Central City. <laughs> So, but it's up in the population. Oh my gosh! Is this the population now, or is this the population then? Population now, one thousand. Oh wow! Well, population in two thousand something. I can't. Is two that was a two thousand ten census? I think it's two thousand ten census. One thousand. Huh. <laughs> yeah. So I'm thinking it's one of those um, since it's in. It's in what's it Muhlenberg County? It's it's probably one of those because uh, I said it was at the high school. I'm thinking it's one of those uh, little communities that basically everybody, all the you know it's a lot of farms. They, you know, you got your county seat, then you got all everybody else in the county goes schools go you know live out in the, in the country part, the farmland part, go to like a county school. 
And everybody in whatever the county seat was, I didn't even look that up. I guess it was, uh, I guess it was, um, what did I say? Was it, my, did you just fart? <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> yes! <laughs> we have a winner, folks. <laughs> that was a good one, man. I'd be proud of that. <laughs> All right, this is going to be on the internet forever. I'm yep. so proud. But hey, uh, you know what I'm saying? It's probably one of those where it's the county. You only have one big town. You know, it's the county seat, and then you have a lot of little communities. You know, farmland. You know, farms and stuff. And those kids go to one county school, and they're kind of like Glasgow. You got Glasgow. All those kids live in Glasgow. The Glasgow High School. And then you know, and uh, then the rest of the kids on the on the farmlands and stuff. They all go to like Barron County. You know, so it's like yeah, I think that's what it is. You know, so it's probably just a community, but there's a lot of people live. You know, all of after the, you know what I'm saying. It, it has to be something because I can't imagine them wanting to run a town that just has a thousand people. Yeah. So it's it's what it, it's it's just a it's um it's one of those where it's a lot of um there's probably in the community there's a thousand but they're scattered but there's a lot you know scattered out all through the county. You know, I'm thinking that's what it is. One of those things. You know. Yeah, it makes sense. It'd have to, because there's no way. If it was set out there by... Oh, and also there's a uh, aerospace plant right down the road from it. And uh, I noticed that on the map. Uh, I don't know if it was there at the time, but on the map now. But I'm thinking there, you know, there's a lot of people outside of this little community that, you know. Um, so I'm... And there's probably people that live... And drive back and forth because, like I said, it's in between like Madisonville and Central City, so probably get a lot of people coming and going. It's right off that Western Kentucky Parkway, so I'm thinking it's a community where they actually just right inside the community is only a thousand, but the whole outline laying of it is probably a lot of more population than there is actually in in you know that one little area that they're they call the, the um, what was it ground. So have to be because if not thousand people whoo <laughs> you get a shit's gonna be bad so all right you want to give the uh get the card for today for this show sure uh, let's see open a match will be big bubble versus billy travis and uh, then we have rocky soul man johnson versus bobby jaggers awa southern tag team title match the nasty boys defend against the rock and roll rpms or so we think well, he didn't um, say he didn't say he was champion though did he he, he didn't yeah, that's why I noticed that. And then, yeah, we'll learn that later. But yeah, we have Mid American Title Match: Jeff Jarrett versus the Prince. So wild eyes. What's up? <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'll talk. I, I'll say something after you get done. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Uh, the Wild Out Southern Boys versus Bad Company: Don Bass and King Carl Fergie take on Jerry Lawler and Bill Dundee. Yeah. So here's my note. I put also put my notes. Uh, so uh, Jeff Jarrett won the belt back. Oh, yeah, yeah, I Fergie forgot had, he was. Because Fergie was a champion last week. I forgot all about that. Yep. So, yeah, so Jarrett won the Mid-America title back. That sucks. They should have let Fergie have that for a while. Yeah, they could have let Fergie have a run and let Jarrett be in a tag team, but. Yeah. I, well, even though, I mean, even if they didn't have a tag team, let him chase him. I mean, because I think, obviously, they got. Two, they got two Bayface tag teams, so I mean, 
uh, let you know, let Jarrett chase Lane Chase Fergie for the belt. Yeah. Uh -huh. Travis don't need a tag part. He can do okay by himself. That's what I understand. Yeah. Poor Fergie just gets no no respect, man. <laughs> but um, it's a good card, man. I think it's good. Uh, Lawler didn't usually take care of his family that well. Like he gave him a job, but yeah. <laughs> Lawler, I mean, Lawler, the kisser. Lawler's just about himself, man. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's a good card, though. Don't you think? That's a solid card, for sure. Yeah, I think it's probably the solidest one they've had in a while. It's not gimmicked up, stupid gimmicked up, you know? Yeah, no, it's just a good, solid wrestling card. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. Okay, so go back to the studio. It's uh, already the shot of the ring. Music's playing. Out comes Rocky Johnson. He grabs two kids. At the very first thing, starts dancing with them. He bay faces around the ring. There's a lot of kids in the audience tonight, yes. especially in that corner, and they are going nuts for Rocky. There was a lot of kids uh, when they first come out through there. Then on the side of the, uh, we're, we're going down towards the uh, announcer's table, that front row was full of little kids there, too. There was all, that was probably the most I've seen, except for they had when they had, was the Cub Scouts or something was there that one day. Back during the right. summer, this is probably the most kids I've seen there, and uh, so he goes down. Um, and there's a lady like almost in the third row leans over and hugs him and won't let him go. Did you see that? Yeah, sure did. <laughs> she just kept hugging him, didn't she? <laughs> and then finally gets away from her and he goes down a little bit, and then he uh, leans down and gives a lady a uh, kiss on the cheek. Oh, such a gentleman. Yep, and. Um, so he gets in the ring, so it's uh, Rocky Johnson gets Keith Eric. Keith Eric doing double duty. Yeah, apparently whoever Rocky was originally supposed to wrestle didn't show up. Yep. It's like, huh. I don't know if it was supposed to be... Oh, oh, uh, or somebody just forgot to book the job, guys. <laughs> I don't know if Keith Roberson was supposed to have been there. He'd been there like every week. He's been Keith there. Roberson is there. Oh, that's right. Duh. He's in a match later, yeah. Yeah, there's... <laughs> I'm trying to think. Who's been the hell? Buddy James. It's, it's, like, it's, it's Buddy James. He got beat up last week and it's like, nope, not coming back. Oh, shoot. That was easy. That was an easy payday. Because you think about it, the last about month, only hill uh, job guys they've had has been Keith Eric, Keith Robertson, and Buddy James, basically. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Bring back Rooster Cogburn. Yeah. They done ran him off. <laughs> Yeah, he ain't been on there in a long time. Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah, bring back Rooster. Yeah, so everybody else has been there didn't show, so, um, uh, this was one of Rocky's longer matches. Yeah, yeah, it may have been. I think it was the longest boogie style Yeah, besides the match. Goliath, yeah. Besides Goliath, yeah. Yeah, yeah it'd been. <laughs> Notice boogie style Rocky. Um, <laughs> Oh, handsome Jimmy. Boogie was the man. <laughs> yeah, more boogie than handsome. Yeah, that's right. Um, did a little wrestling the first part. and uh, but, it, but it was all his, his normal stuff that he did before, you yeah. know, the, yeah, cause we the, hadn't seen, the, the yeah. around the world. He just added a knee to the butthole. We, yeah. yeah, he started kneeing him in the butt. Uh, then we got the old, uh, what I used to call him, we hadn't seen it in a long time, the uh, 
roll through Chuck and Jive. We ain't seen that in a while. Oh yeah, the, the roll kickoff, reverse, reverse nip up, and get the, in the little feet shuffle. Do, do his little dance, yeah. yeah the, I'll call it the the roll through Chuck and Jive. We ain't seen that. Gosh. A match hasn't needed needed yeah, it. Yeah, because all his matches have ended yeah. under thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, he's had them ten second matches. He couldn't do it, so we hadn't seen it in a while. So we finally got to see it. Um, something happened. Um, he hits a sunset flip for the finish. Um, I I don't think something. I mean, he he, he didn't dance on the way back. He right Calhoun raised his arm. Um, he looked mad. He didn't. He didn't dance. He just got a ring. And went straight to the back. They didn't acknowledge the fans. Nothing. Something happened. He looked mad. Maybe something happened. We have acknowledged here in the past few weeks that Rocky doesn't seem as there. Yeah, he like he, as invested anymore. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he got mad or maybe he got hurt. I mean, I'm sure it's been a while since that sunset flip, and he actually got some height. I wonder if it knocked the breath out of him. Now that may have been possible because it wasn't—it wasn't it was a roll through. He took a flip flop. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, I said, you know, he's what? What I say? I ended up. I think was I say he was 43, 44 at the time. Yeah, and he's, he's not a small guy. He's 262 pounds this week, according to Dave. Yeah, so I mean, it could have happened. Um. But I did put on that else. I'll put on. Even here. though they they keep saying he's losing weight, he's been at sixty two uh, for about three weeks now. <laughs> yeah, but he looks like he's gaining a little. Yeah, he's he's that or, or the those um those um last couple of weeks his leggings hadn't been uh gut gut flattering at all. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. I, I think he's gaining some weight back. Might be. That might be it. I know one thing. He's gaining his afro out. That afro's getting poofy, dude. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not. He's not keeping it as tight. Yeah, I put on there. I said, I had to put up you know, about the fish and thing. I said, and also his afro's getting really big now. Not as big as Keith Eric's was today, but it's getting there. <laughs> All right, let me go back over to my other piece of paper. All right, <clears throat> let's see. Well, crap. I tell you what. We're going to take a little break real fast because I need to go visit the facilities. And we're going to take a little break, folks. Hello again, everybody. This is Jeremiah Plunkett of the Territorial Wrestling Review Podcast. And we just checked the numbers, and by golly, there are literally dozens of you listening. But hey, if you like the Territorial Wrestling Review Podcast, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Jeremiah Plunkett and pick up the official Territorial Wrestling Review t-shirt. And also, if you don't like us, still buy the t-shirt and burn it. We don't care. Just give us your money. <laughs> no, that's not nice. What? I don't. I mean, I'd rather them wear it. I'm not it for the, for the money. I'm not either, but if it shows up. You're not going to get rid of it if it shows up, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, okay, let me rephrase that. If you don't like the Territory Wrestling Review shirt. I'm sure Jeremiah Plunkett has many designs on there that you might might like and appreciate and, and buy and keep. And if you don't like Jeremiah Plunkett, buy the shirt and burn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving along. 
And if you like old school wrestling, don't burn this stuff. No, do not burn this stuff. Go check out crowbarpress.com. Scott Till's got old school books, DVDs, old school um, wrestling. Posters. Huh? Posters. Yeah, posters of the wrestling of cards from different. Well, he's uh, got the cards, but then he's got, you know, entire roster posters. Yes, he does. Uh, of the different territories. He's got, my favorite is the multiple masked men posters. Yeah, he, he, he's got some really interesting stuff on there. Uh, it's really hard to explain some of the stuff. Just you go in there and check it out. Just you can, I mean, you know, look around, man, because he has some really interesting stuff that uh, you won't find in any other places. Uh, my, my fiance won't let me put his merchandise on our uh, on our wedding registry. Well, because that, if so, I would have a whole bunch of stuff. That's just wrong. <laughs> that, that that is wrong. Um, oh, and as you've learned in the past few weeks, we're big fans of Ole Anderson. And he has a book. He wrote Ole Anderson's book with him. So go check that out. T-shirts. T-shirts. Hey, Scott's got it all. Go check out Crowbar Press. Uh, Give Scott some love, man. Super great guy. Uh, Works his tail off. Doesn't even... For all the time he puts into this stuff and these books and stuff, he's not making any money off this stuff. He's doing it for the love of wrestling history to preserve it. So go show Scott Till some love over at Crowbar Press. Crowbarpress.com. All right, folks, we back. Um, I have no idea where we left off because my notes I got up to pee. They went all over the place. Oh, we the, the we notes that off. is the notes went all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope. You already said it. You peed all over the place, or you peed on your notes. One of the two. Uh, probably a little uh, both. Um, No, so we're actually coming back in a fun spot. Uh, So Rocky Johnson just ended his match, went to the back. So now we've got a stand-up interview with Lance Russell and the singing cowboy, Don Bass. And Don Bass isn't alone. Hold on one second. Let me... I'm looking on my... Okay, here it is. There it is. Yep, out comes Don Bass pushing an old lady in a wheelchair. Well, that's just rude. That's Don Bass's mother. Oh, I'm sorry. I should I shouldn't have said that. That was mainly that's, me. That, that's Mama Bass. <laughs> Not to be confused with one-time uh, manager of the Bass Brothers, Ma Bass, which I would have given anything to see her. And, uh, they said she was a heat missile. They said Ma Bass was a was the heat that Ma Bass used to get was crazy heat, hate heat. Get stabbed heat, they used to say. Uh, but this is not mall bass, this is mama bass. So don't get them confused. <laughs> and uh, we get we get a, we get some <laughs> some some acting from bass. Uh, so maybe a tear rolled talking about a uh, you know bass is going to give everything to his mother, and now she can't even. Well, she won't have a house. He told her the they told the story. Uh, man, I, I didn't realize this. He had nothing, and Mama Mama Bass, didn't he say she pawned everything? She, she pawned everything so he could get a car, so he could make these shots. Yeah. What a story, man. That, that, that just, that, man, Dom, that was a, that, that, I felt that in my heart. <laughs> 
Yeah, he, he won that $10,000. He's going to put a down payment on a house for it. Yeah. What kind of... Man, is that the best son ever? Hey, that's a lot better than buying your mom just some siding and some windows. He's going to make a yeah, down payment. Yeah, he's going to buy her a house. Yeah. Bob Bailey and with Jerry Waller, siding's overpriced siding. $10,000 yeah. might not even cover that. Yeah, better than some old siding and windows. What a son, man. That that son of the year right there. <laughs> And out comes mean old Jerry Lawler, and he pulls a wig off Mama Bass. And guess what? Mama Bass. like Carl Fergie. Yeah, Mama Bass and they must be kin. All the people down there in Memphis are kin out in the wrestling well, business. No. Well, Carl, Carl Fergie didn't have a shirt on, so I'm assuming this wasn't Mama Bass. Uh, I think we've been duped. Yeah. Memphis, Memphis wrestling got us again. Oh, man. It was so gold. It was so good. In my notes, I put. This is so, I love this, because it's so Memphis cheesy. Oh, yeah. It, I'll say this. I didn't know it was Fergie. I didn't either. I, I didn't know it was Fergie I, either. I had no idea who it was. I didn't I know it was Fergie. It wasn't an old lady. I, yeah, I, I knew it wasn't an old lady. I didn't know it was Fergie, because Fergie's tall, and he was crumped down in there good, and uh, I knew it wasn't the prince, so I was like, I don't know. Saying, you know, as I seriously, I really didn't know who it was, and uh, it also wasn't Rocky Johnson. <laughs> now he's still back there trying to catch his wind from from, from the sunset flip. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't realize it was. I didn't think it was Fergie either. I mean, that was really good. Um, I think because he, I guess he hunched down in that. That thing. oh yeah, no, he he was hunched over. His face was never up. Yeah, it was good. I, yeah, I didn't know it was for he turned to. He took a. I knew it wasn't Mom, Mama Bass or Ma Bass. Uh, I just know who. If I didn't know if it was going to be Ron Bass. Uh, what else Basses were there? Well, Sam uh, Bass is not with us anymore, so it couldn't have been Sam. Wasn't there a Woodrow Bass? There was a bunch of Basses through that. Well, Dutch Mantel was a Bass brother at one well, time. There was a Bobby Bass, apparently. Yeah, there was a Bobby Bass. I didn't. Uh, was Dutch was he Woodrow Bass? But there was a through the seventies, man. All through the you know all through uh, Kentucky, Tennessee, Alabama uh, territories. There was the Basses. There was tons of them, and um, Ma Bass was usually the head of the Bass Clan. Uh, so he yanks the wig off, and then all crap breaks loose. They. Uh, they get on Lawler. They start beating up on Lawler. The prince comes out. They're beating the crap off. They rip his shirt off. And out comes Bill Dundee. Did he have a chair when he came out? No, I think he got it from ringside. He okay. didn't have it when he first okay. came out. Uh, I can remember when he came out, if he had it. I know at the, he had it. Uh, he, he did get eventually get a chair. Uh, so the hills powder. And then they cut the break. So they come back to the studio, straight to the ring. Uh, Bill Dundee and, uh, versus Keith Robertson's got our fourth match of the day. We no get, entrance music, straight to the ring. Yeah, Dundee hops in the ring. We get two hip swivels before the bell even rings from Dundee. And a lap pose. Oh, yeah, yeah, big lap spread. <laughs> and the bell even rung yet. He's, <laughs> he's feeling good today. Um, run a lot to this match. Um... 
Bundy uh, bunt him a couple times, gave him like five punches, then hit him with the Dusty Rhodes elbow for the finish. Um, did he do anything else to him? Gave him an arm drag, I think. And, yeah, arm drag, a little mat wrestling, and then it went straight to punches. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't long. Uh, so then Fergie hits the ring, jumps Dundee, throw him out on the floor. Bass, Prince, and Fergie work over Dundee, posting. Yeah, I love how Bass wasn't going to get in the ring. He's like, now you throw him out here. Yeah, I noticed it. It's like Fergie comes in, Bass is like, yeah, I ain't getting up there. Um, so then they get on, Dundee goes through his tape. Um, right when Fergie hits him, did you just see that? I, I didn't. Yeah, he's um, down there digging in his tape. So right when Fergie hits so him. Did, did, did he get color? Because he didn't get a lot. He got color, and they didn't. I can never see it again. I, I'm wondering if they told him not to be showing it unless they have to. Because every camera angle, well, the the like I said, the, you know the what we're talking about. You know, the picture's not the the clearest, but still, um, it's it wasn't a lot. Well, with Tracy last week, we never saw the color. Yeah, well, that yeah, we never saw that, but we actually got to see Dundee's face a little more. Uh, if he did, it wasn't a lot, but it just seemed like every time. They cut to his face. It seemed like it wasn't on his face that long, so I don't know if they told him to not to show the the the, bu the blood that much or something. But he didn't get a lot. I know that because if he did, it was just on one side a little bit. Uh, they didn't. Did they ever really? They hit, they posted him on the floor. That's when he got it. He got it out in the ring when Fergie first jumped him. And then he got on, I think they posted him and he got a little bit. It wasn't much. Um, stay, uh, let's see. Lawler comes out. Uh, Swinging a broom <laughs> like a psychopath. And it wasn't just rare. It was, it was a big push broom. Big one of them big floor push brooms. Swinging it like crazy. Um, so finally, uh, Lawler and Dundee uh, fight him off. Uh, but the hills, they don't leave. They sit there. As soon as I wrote down Mexican standoff, Lance goes, they're in a Mexican standoff. I mean, it was like two seconds after I wrote it. <laughs> Lance said it. So then they corner him. Uh, Prince went around the ring. Fergie slid in, right? Yeah, Fergie slid in. And then Bass was there. Then they got, then they got back on him. And, Bass is like, I ain't running. So I'm going to stay here. So... They get back on them. They jump. They they uh, jump on them. Uh, Fergie's on Lawler. He slams him. Uh, so Bass is beating on Dundee with a chair. Uh, Fergie's on top of. Was, throws Lawler on top of the table. He's up there punching him. Uh, then I know where Lawler hits him with a nut shot. Look like didn't it? Yep, low blow. And then they cut over to Dundee, who just stopped selling. After being hit with chairs and everything over there, uh, the prince is hitting him with a chair, and uh, he grabs the chair away from the prince, hits the chair with one one gut shot with the chair, and prince says like crazy, they make their own comeback. This went to really good to really crap. I, I never thought it was real crap, but I was also stuck on watching Lawler say they broke the broom. The, the push part of it yeah, the, the, and they just had the stick and he is cracking Don Bass with that yes. broom handle yeah. and then he throws an office chair yeah he throws it, he grabs Dave's chair throws it and it drills Fergie in the legs that couldn't have felt good it breaks and then he picks up the bottom of it 
and he looks and sees Prince, and there's this weird pause, and then yeah. Lawler just throws it out of his face. Yeah. And then Fergie brings in a big old trash can and, and drills Dundee with and, it. And it was out of nowhere, yeah. too. That was my favorite yeah. part. It's, it's literally Dundee's doing something, and all of a sudden he just crammed in a yeah. trash can. Then, oh, then so Lawler's good. got a chair, and, and Bass has got the, the broomstick, and is just whacking Lawler with... Whacking Lawler uh, holding the chair, breaking the broom. Broomstick starts breaking in pieces. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to give this this crap about the no selling though, because if you think back to the concessional stand brawl, they get you know jars broke over their head and just keep going. It's three on two. It's Super King. That's us, and that's what I got in my notes. I said this was really, really good. Until Superman one and two show up and and stop selling. Hey man, gotta look strong, brother. Uh uh-uh, uh, no. Three on two beat down with gimmicks and you stop selling. No. Why even have a match? Why have a two on two match? You done beat, uh, you done beat three of them, write them off. So why even have a match two on two? When they had weapons and you still write them off. That's crap, man. I'm sorry. That's ego. Why not leave them laying? Why not have Randy Hales and um, uh, uh, Eddie Marlin come out there and tell them to leave? Get off from them. Like, get some sympathy. Why do you want to have a match? They just beat, they ran them, three of them off. Why have a match with them? They know they can beat them up. They just pull them. Weak, brother. No, it's called sympathy. It ain't called looking weak, it's called sympathy. Why do we want to see them two? Why we want to see a two on two now when they just ran them off? Three of got them two just ran three guys off when they had, was getting beat up with chairs and everything else. Let, let me ask you this: As a kid, would you have cared? I'm saying, as a kid, as would a you kid, still have wanted to see the match. A kid don't pay. The parents pay for the kid. Kid, the parents don't want to go. The kid annoys the parents enough to go. I annoyed the crap out of mine. I maybe went one time when I was a kid. I didn't get to go start going to I was a teenager. So now that don't always work, dude. I'm sorry. That I, I'm that was good until they had to be Superman one and two. I, I think I don't know, maybe I'm just jaded to it. I, I see you still getting surprised of Lawler and Dundee no selling? But it just makes me mad. They're seventy some odd years old and they still no sell. I know, but it just—I'm just looking at it as is they wonder why they're not selling tickets. Well, they don't draw. They wouldn't draw in, but you know, two thousand fans of places. Yeah, that sympathy. It's Memphis. I mean, I, I, I get the gripe, man, but I'm just, it, it blows me away that you're still surprised by it. I'm not surprised by it. I'm just reviewing it and giving my opinions. It don't, gotcha, su- okay. it don't surprise me. No, I don't. Uh, and, and my thing is, Lawler's a great seller. He takes big, you know, he's known, he only took all those crazy bumps all those years, you know, down the bleachers at, um, you know, the Chattanooga, uh, uh, Memorial, whatever that building's called, took uh, when he was, was, gets Robert Fuller, took all those bumps down them, 
you know, bleachers and got run over by the car by Eddie Gilbert. I mean, it ain't like he, it, it just, it don't make sense. I, I think at this point, they're just throwing so much stuff at the wall because Lawler did those big bumps and the big sell jobs. And maybe this is me being a Lawler apologist to a degree, which is crazy because he annoys me too. But it, it's stuff that was guaranteed money angles. And I feel right now they're so in a state of flux, they're just throwing stuff against the wall. So he's not willing to risk being left laying for something that might be a one week and done. Because this right here is why stuff don't stick. I get it. There's no su- well, Tracy's mother's got laid out by two people last week. Tracy's mother doesn't own a portion of the territory. <laughs> I'm just saying, though. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm just. I know what you're saying. It just makes me mad because there, there's no reason why this territory shouldn't been shouldn't come off. You know the money uh, angle with the talents on these rosters that could still be doing hot shows and and drawing people. Yeah. I get it. Because, because of greed and ego, man. Like, that's what it comes to. And, you know, it, it, and another thing I think it is is because of who who it is. It's Fergie, Don Bass, and Brickhouse Brown. Yeah. I think that, that's another thing. They, guys that's never been pushed on top, I think that has something to do with it. They don't, they, they don't want to but you got well. There's a reason they've been on top because y'all never let them, and this don't help them get over it. See, that's what I'm saying. It'll help in, in, in the fans' eyes. That's what they see, because it's the guys uh, Fergie, Don Bass, and Brickhouse Brown to make them be that top heel legitimate from here on out. You gotta like you gotta leave them. You gotta be left laying. Get sympathy. Make them look strong. You know. I mean, I I, I agree with it. I do. I'm I not just, saying you're wrong. Yeah, I just don't understand it. It just don't. It blows my mind. Because <laughs> Lawler's a great seller. Dundee's a great seller. Well, they want to. It just don't make any sense. Why don't they want to do it? You know. I don't know. All right, let me grab my pay. I didn't set my, <laughs> my I didn't forget what I'm set my stuff. I'm just... <laughs> All right, let's see where are we at. Uh, we we go from that to Evansville promo with Lance Russell. Okay, this is the one where Dundee and Lawler come in, and this was a good fired up interview. Well, at least from Lawler, he did all the, oh, yeah. the majority oh, of the oh, talking. Oh, yeah, yeah, Dundee, went, he didn't say as much. But my thing is, yeah, if they would have left them land, that's my thing. If they would have left them land, this would have been been money. Why are they so hot? Y'all just beat them up. Three guys. Run them off. Why should you be so hot? You got the best of them. This should have been left land. This would have made more sense. Because he was fired up. Good. I mean, this is what I'm saying. This was good. This part was really good. Fired up. Um, you know, but to me, it don't make sense because y'all run them off. You get the best of them. You know? So, I don't know. I'm just... I, 
<laughs> My thing is, if it would have been this, if they would have left him laying, it would have been so good. This and the interview after this would have been good. You know what I'm saying? It all ties in. So, anyway, uh, yeah, Dundee didn't say much in this one. He said a little bit. Um, one thing I did notice about Dundee in this, his sideburns are getting really long and pointy. Nice, trying a new thing. You say, you know, do you not notice them next time, man? They're like. Oh, I know. I noticed them. As I said, he's trying. He's trying something new. Man, them things are like coming up. They're like way on in, coming to a point inside his. Dundee's finally starting the disco sideburns. So ten years too late. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he still got his bell bottoms and all the other stuff. Exactly. <laughs> he just, he's a trendsetter. Ten years late, I guess. Yeah, I said that one Dundee, didn't have, he didn't add a lot to it, but the longest part was real. I said that was a good promo there, man. He was fired up. It just, you know, I wish it would have been because they got left lane. Anyway, so go back to uh, Lance and Dave at the desk. Out comes Prince, Fergie, and Bass. This was a waste of time. Why did they even come back out? They just yell, 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 and run back. Left. That was dumb. Yeah, but I'll say this. They did something that heels normally don't do is they want the fight. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, because they just got... Normally heels want to run away from the fight, but they want the fight. Yeah, because they they got to go out there and, and try to uh, save themselves because they just got buried by two guys. Three guys just got buried by two. They had to do something, but still, it... it I don't know. I just thought it was just dumb because, you know, it, they just got beat up by two guys. And there wasn't nothing to it. They just run there, yelled, and then so they want to fight, and, they, and then they left. I don't know. I just I'm thinking like the next match wasn't ready. To hit. They wasn't ready. They said, "Go there and give us a couple more minutes. <laughs> We're not ready." You know. <laughs> so Tommy Lane was out back taking a piss. What's that? Tommy Lane was still out back taking a or piss. Calhoun. <laughs> Calhoun. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's it. Yeah, because they ain't yeah. no ref. Calhoun's like, I'm wiping, I'm wiping, yeah. I'm coming. Give me, give me about two minutes. <laughs> uh, so the fifth match of the day is for the Southern Tag Team titles. It's the Nasty Boys who are the champions going against the Rock and Roll Express. And no, they what? weren't. What's that? You said Rock and Roll oh, Express. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I got so excited because I was going to talk about their top hats. The Rock and Roll RPMs. <laughs> With them stylish top hats. Did you see them top hats? Oh, oh absolutely. I know those top hats. <laughs> I was like, that don't go with that, but man, I do like them. <laughs> it's like, hey, we're, we're the heel Rock and Roll Express and the fats. Yeah, I was like, that don't go with anything, but man, I do like those top hats. They look really good. <laughs> it's like, the, did you see the interview uh, Jackie Fargo did against, uh, um, oh, who was it? Was it uh, Jimmy Hart's Fabulous Ones? Was it Dream Machine and somebody else? And he was going off about the top hats. Did you ever see that interview or hear, hear it? I, I think I, I've heard it on the 605 podcast. Yeah, Scott Bowden. Scott Bowden did, uh, was on his... Um, Didn't he keep calling him something that was really weird? I can't remember. Like, it, it, I can't remember. I, what I just it was. remember. Oh, it's like, just, you stink. He just kept saying, you yeah, stink. you stink. <laughs> yeah, Scott, if Scott Bowden was on there. I think he, he might have been on the, I think it might have been Bowden on the 605 talking about it. Or it might have been on his uh, his thing when he, he was on there. 
But yeah, if Parker was all, yeah, he was mad. They kept mentioning those top hats, them wearing the top hats. Yeah, and you stink. <laughs> that's, I can't remember, I saw those Did top. he call them like high hats instead of top yeah, hats? Yeah, 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 high hats. That's what it was, high I hats. I do remember that interview, yeah. yeah. high hats. That's what it was. Yeah, he was mad because they were wearing the high hats. That's it. Yeah, high hats. Oh, that was crazy. Yeah, go listen. Go find it. Uh, like I said, it's either on uh, 605 or it might have been on Scott Bowden's um, uh, Kentucky Fried Wrestling podcast. Uh, Scott Bowden, he was so good. That's, that's sad that he's gone. Um, he was so funny. Oh, Scott Bowden was funny. Uh, so underrated as a manager. Uh, God bless him. We'll miss him. Uh, but yeah, getting back to that, yeah. So that, that that just made my day when I saw them come out there because, like I said, it didn't go with the gimmick, but it just it was funny. Um, so uh, Lane and Knob start out. Oh, real quick, Nasty Boys were super over. Oh, oh that, my yeah. god! I got that in my notes. On my notes, it says they were they had the biggest pop of the day. That day place went. You couldn't even hear I their mean, music. That's including Jarrett and Travis. Yeah, a lot bigger like, Jarrett. They and they had a big wet like woman scream. Yes, they their pop was bigger than Jarrett and Travis's by a mile. You could, I couldn't even hear their music until they got in the ring and they started the, the crowd started dying down a little bit. Because at first I was like, I can't. I was like, did they change their music? I kept listening. I was like, you couldn't even hear their music. I was like, that was. That was like crazy pop. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I got that in my notes. I was going to talk about that. Yeah, that was just, and that's, that's probably one of the biggest pops I've heard since we've been doing this. We yeah, think. It, it was insane. Yeah. Um, but the people believed them, right? Like, they, they're not good wrestlers, which let, let me make this point real quick. Tommy Lane and Mike Davis are excellent workers. Yes. Um, and I'm going to give them a lot of credit for this match, but they're not good wrestlers, but they look believable. Yeah. They look like guys who, if you ran into in an alley, could beat you up. Yeah. When apparently only Jerry Sags could beat you up. <laughs> but, uh, but like, so, that, so the it's easier, it's easy to get behind. And when it's Memphis, because Memphis is all, you know, you had, you had your bay faces can wrestle and you've always had heels. Like Jackie Fargo, he could he he he'd go out there and just brawl, fight. That was he's known for. Yeah. Uh, so they've always had heels that just, you know the greens. They you know I mean the bay faces you know uh, not the greens, but Jackie Fargo and the greens they they just fought. You know what I'm saying? You always had you had bay faces that wrestled, then you had bay faces that fought the heels too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just brawl, go out there and brawled, and. Uh, Trying to think of another, uh, but Fargo was the biggest one. It was just a brawler. Um, who else? Trying to think. Well, Tojo when he was babyface, he just went there and, and brawled. Um, you know what I'm saying? So it, it's it's ingrained in them. So when two guys come along and that's all they can do is just brawl, they got behind them. It's crazy, but they have. But yeah, that's the biggest pop. If that and probably the biggest pop that Jarrett and Travis has got through this time period. That was equal with their biggest pop ever. This one was. So. Knobs uh, did a horrible looking flying clothesline. <laughs> At the very beginning, out of the corner. On uh, Tommy Lane. Did you? What is up with his? It, it just looks weird. There, there's no up. He just goes straight out. It just. In his arms. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, with flying clothesline, I usually jump up a little bit and catch him on the way down. And he just, like, tore. 
torpedoes. But it, like he barely even like it seemed like his hand barely gets. I don't know. It just don't look right. It, it was, I'm sure it's stiff because it's coming at him fast. But it's not. There's uh, a lot of distance in between him and the other part. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it, man, Tom, Tommy Lane is taking awesome. Like he's taking hard bumps, but he is also doing them cartoony. And, and so is Mike Davis. Like, they're just doing great heel work. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, you, you want your heels to take big cartoony bumps yeah. so people can laugh at them. Yeah. And God, they're doing it for both knobs and yeah, sacks. Yeah, they, uh, N- uh, Nashies were tagging in and out. In and out. And, um, Working a headlock. They were, uh, you could tell, uh, RPMs were, were keeping it simple. Which that's that was the best thing they kept this simple for them, so the people could stay with it. They like you said they were bumping, bump, and then had a little comedy on on the bump. Uh, yeah, they had comedy on the bump, and they were just doing little heel things. Yeah. Uh, like had, they had so much personality to offset the yeah. nasties. Yeah. yeah. Um, my my favorite part. So like you said, uh, Lane and Nob start. Davis gets in. Davis wants sags. They do some stuff, and then I believe, let's see, we get Lane back in. I believe Davis comes back in, or it might be Lane, but uh, <laughs> I, I loved it. Um, Nods goes, you you want still to point at Sags, and the, he just puts it's a cowardly look on his face and starts shaking his head no. Yeah. I died. It was so funny. Yeah, it was, the the RPMs, they paced this match perfect, laid it out perfect. Um, they they led them. They knew. That's what I'm saying. They, uh, they, they knew how to get them over, get this match over with them. It, it was perfect. That was how. That's it, what your heels are supposed to do. You know, they led the green guys. The match was so simple, but the people ate it up because they put emphasis on every what every. They would let them do one thing at a time. Take that bump. Put emphasis on the bump. And then they went right back to the headlock. Yeah, everything. And it was brilliant. Headlock was safety zone, so they could just walk them through one spot yeah. at a time. They 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 did this. It was perfect. Like I said they that that they, they led the nasty boys by the hand through yes. this match. Ring generals. This is what you remember. And, and it was great. It was fantastic. Yeah, like I said, they 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 took two guys. It was it's very very limited. Um, didn't do much. But had a great match, and the people ate it up because they knew how to do what they were doing. And I'll give Nobs and Sags credit too; they are improving yeah. noticeably. Yeah, they're getting there, and, and they did a good job following. Yeah, you know we've we've crapped on them a lot lately. Yeah. This match, I was like, wow. Yeah, last week's match with uh, Pat and Paul was good. This was better, even better than that one. And their last two, you can see they're. I think because they've been in instead of having job matches on TV where they're. And they're trying to lead. The last two weeks they've been in there with guys that's carried them, and it shows they're they're progressing. You know, because they're they're working the loop. You know, working all these house shows and spot shows with the guys. So they're actually so we actually now see the progression of when they're in there where people can carry them. They actually can be carried. You know, so it, it's uh, uh, only thing about knobs. Every time he gives up some kind of gut shot. He falls down to his knees every time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I don't know if he's trying to do do it like it adds big emphasis to it or something. 
it don't look good. But, but he, yeah, he needs to stop. Yeah, and then he did like twice, I think, in this match. It, it was like, because the first time I thought he fell, or when I said, oh, he dropped down, and then he did it again, I was like, yeah, he needs to, he, he don't need to do that. It don't, um, did you see um, Mike Davis give uh, Tommy Lane the Iggy for the knee? I didn't, I actually didn't oh, catch Oh, yeah, he gave him the Iggy. He, when he had him that headlock, he gave him the Iggy. And I, was at first I was like, he just Iggy him? And they shot him off and needed him. I was like, oh, he, he Iggy him. I rewound it. I said, yep, there it is. And he did it smooth too, boy. You didn't even, I mean. I mean, I didn't see it. So yeah, yeah he it was, did it, it was, Yeah, it was. He did it right when he was going, right when he was going to snatch him in the headlock is when he did it. So it wasn't like after you already had him and standing there. So he was moving into the, feeding into the head. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it was like all one motion. So you wouldn't. You're looking at his head going, you know, into the headlock. You wouldn't look, and I just caught it. And I was like, wow, you know. I had to rewind to make sure. And I said, yeah, there it was. And he, yeah, it was, that was, oh, it was good. Uh, so I get a little heat on Sags. It wasn't long. Um, let's see. They worked on his I, I tell people this a lot. Uh, you don't have to have long heat. You just have no. to have enough heat for them to want to come back. Yeah. They were in, and they worked on his back because they started heat on his back. They worked a, a little heat, so they did a, a I think like a body slam. Um, was it a um, backbreaker and a suplex? I think. Yeah, it was a weird backbreaker. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, I rewound it. It, it, it was from a body slam position, yeah. so I thought I thought he was dropping him, and then you know, no, no, backbreaker. Yeah, that was strange. Yeah, it looked awkward looking. Um, then they. Uh, Gave him, a, uh, I think, a couple punches or something. And basically, that was it. Then, uh, let's see, they uh, hot tag the knobs. He bumps the heels. They're going to do a four-way. Yeah, and good, good uh, clubbers to the chest. On the yeah, I was on, I put that on my notes, too. I said, whoever told him not to throw punches, to throw those forms to the chest, was good because his punches are so bad. And just, and just lay those forearms into the chest. You know, that's, that's that old school Eddie Marlin comeback. The middle big old forearms to the chest. The big all them seventies Southern guys. They get the big. That's what you know. They didn't punch the head on them comebacks. Uh, they would give the bayface. They give the big forearms to the chest on their comebacks, and uh, so that was good. Yeah, those look good. Uh, so whoever told him that you know, I'm sure Lane and Davis told him you know when we feed in on the hot tag, you know, give us the forearms to the chest because your punches are the drizzlings. Uh, so they had to take a ref bump. Um, and I like how they did, did it too. It wasn't a duck clothesline and then you murder the ref. Yeah, it was different. It, yeah, it was you. I believe it was Davis who took it. I may be wrong. But whichever one of the RPMs took the clothesline and he bumped backward and hit. It was different. Yeah, it was good. I liked it. Um, then the Davis and Sags go on the floor. Uh, Knobs hits a sunset flip. On uh, Lane. Which got scary for a second. Yeah, it was a little awkward there. Yeah, he, he laid on Lane's back for a second. Yeah. Lane almost collapsed. Yeah, that's probably the first one he's, time he's ever did a sunset. Um, Lane obviously had, they didn't, the camera didn't get him getting the gimmick out, but but you could see when he covered him, Lane punched him. Knobs let go, he covered, he laid on top of Knobs, one, two, three, but you see during the count, him putting his, the gimmick back in his, Trunks. Could you did you notice that? I saw him putting it back, back yeah. in. At first, I was like, did, did they just go over clean with a punch? 
I mean, that's cool. But yeah. yeah, the camera. Like, you could do a lot of that stuff back then too. Like the whole you weren't ready for a yeah. shot. Yeah. Like that's what that's isn't that the whole you know just dropping an elbow on the back and flipping the pile. Yeah. The whole psychology behind that is you know they couldn't tense up for it. They didn't yeah. know it was coming. They didn't know it was coming. Yeah. But uh, so I think um, I think you know so the camera was up, didn't show him, but he had, but then like I said, you could see him putting it back in his sink for the one two three day rollout. Um, so there you go, new uh, new fin- new tag team champions. Uh, so that's crazy that we've had two. Southern Tag Team title matches two weeks in a row, and both times the belt switched. That's... Yeah, no, it's been, I don't know, it's been, it's been a, a welcome surprise. Yeah. You know, yeah. just to actually have that on TV and not just some job match or yeah. some match to get no finish. Yeah. But it, it has been strange. Yeah, it's different. So they cut the break and they come back. Uh, Lance and Dave at the desk. Uh... Dave gives today's uh, results, and it cuts him off right in the middle of it. It goes, it, the screen just they cuts completely off on the results. So that was the show. So um, trying to think, I had some notes here. I pretty much went mo- most over most of my stuff. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, pretty much went most. Let's see. I got a few. Like I said, yeah, big bub. I'm talking about Bub and Goliath not being on the. Um, Evansville card, uh, the run um, when they were in there plugging it, they wasn't on the show at all either. So, um, unless so they were on the um, Memphis um, Memphis thirty minute part, um, there was no mention of Jeff Jarrett winning the belt back, except on the uh, Evansville uh, card rundown. Bobby Jaggers is back. He was on the Evansville card. But it wasn't on TV. Um, I'm trying to think about it. I think I don't know. That's yeah. I think I went over all my notes during the each one of them. All right, yeah. What you got? I mean, as as far as my notes for the show, this was a welcome improvement, and it probably you know didn't hurt to have Lance back behind the desk. Um. I, I won't give this two thumbs up or anything like that. Uh, I'll, I'll give it one. Um, I, I enjoyed having a little bit of wild brawls. It's been a little while since we had a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and all the matches were solid. And we, <laughs> I, I should give it that second thumbs up just for not having those stupid gimmicks anymore. Yes. <laughs> but this show's so different from the past three weeks. Did somebody else take the book? Did they finally figure out what they were doing? Like, I don't know. Yeah, it had a, a, whole, a whole different feel. A whole different feel from uh, what we've been getting. Now, it was um, a lot of brawling, wild Memphis brawling, studio brawling that, that, you know, it's been, they've been doing for years, you know? Um, yeah, it, it had a different feel to it. Book wise, you know, um, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, I give it a thumbs up, one thumbs up, and the second thumb uh, in the middle at least. It was good. Um, I think the Armstrong and Smothers can matches with 
Bad Company were going to be off the charts. I don't, I don't think I actually got to see any of those uh, in Nashville. Um, but you, you can just imagine there's going to be good matches. And um, um, like I said, I wish they would get the belt on Fergie. Um, I don't know if I would have took the belts off from um, the Nasties or not. Just in one week, would you have? Uh, you know what? It, it, I guess Maybe. it depends on what, what they, how they go with it. It'd be interesting to see what they do with it. But I, I, to me, I don't know. I don't. It just kind of. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if they're in the. Oh, I don't know. They're super over. I was about to say. I don't know if they're in the spot to draw money, or if the chase is what's going to draw it. <laughs> but have, having them, I'll say this: if they do have them feud with the RPMs for a while, and have a whole bunch of return matches, this is the opportunity for them to really learn. Yes. Yep. Yeah, because they've been working Paul and Pat and all those stupid gimmick matches. So they haven't really had a chance to learn. If they let them have regular matches and stuff, they're going to learn a lot. I mean, I ain't saying they didn't, wouldn't learn, didn't learn anything from Paul and Pat. But you know what I'm saying? They were so freaking gimmicked up, you know? So, I don't know. It, it, it depends. I don't know. It just depends on... What they have in mind. I mean, I would if I was booking, I probably wouldn't have took it off from them. Uh, but it's different, like I said, because they're usually you don't see a, a babyface team uh, go over and then lose the belts the next week. Yeah, to a totally different team. I've seen them now lose them back to whoever they lost them to. But you know, to a totally different team, you usually don't see it like that. You know. I mean, maybe they were wanting to put it on the RPMs, but needed to get it off a heel so they didn't have a heel heel match. I don't know. I think they must gonna let the probably gonna they took them off and gonna let the Nasties chase them. I, I'm assuming that's what their their plan is. Um, it's a little like I said, it's different from what usually when you know I said they if they never put them you know they one week if they drop them they never drop to a totally different team usually. So I think they like you know you said earlier they're trying to do stuff different. Uh, I think that's what they're doing. So they're gonna let let them know the nasties can win it. Maybe that's a, that, you know they're going with that thing of all right they're over. The people know they they can win the belts. Uh, so we're gonna let them chase them. You know what I'm saying instead of having them chase and like well they're never gonna win them because they never won them before. But now they're like hey they can they're chasing them. they they can win them you know. It, maybe that's the, the the psychology of it, which I can see that now, you know. So it just depends if they let them chase them. Basically, it depends on where they go with. That's the that's the thing, you know. Um, which I think is probably smart if they let them chase them the way they did it, because like I said, it gives um, nasty some credibility of, to the fans that they actually can win these matches. They can win the belts back. They won them once, you know. So I, I see the logic in it. If they keep, you know, chasing them. Now, if they, you know, go off somewhere else, that's going to be kind of dumb. I think it's a waste because that pop was just, that was unbelievable. I couldn't believe how loud that pop was. You know? I'm sure Lawler yeah, that, was, that, that probably was like, insane. what's that? That pop was insane. I bet Lawler was like, what the? 
<laughs> Turn them back heel. <laughs> yeah, that the since we'll be doing that that uh, the loudest pop Travis and Jared ever got that the nastiest pop on this show might have even been louder because we've always been able to hear Jared and Travis's music. But man, I tell you, I couldn't hear the Nasty Boys' music. It was so loud. I mean, that was that was crazy, dude. So that was like old school Memphis TV pop, you know. That you didn't really this time period. You didn't like I said you get Jarrett and Travis would get a big one, and you didn't, you know. So I don't know. That's crazy, but they're over, man. It's gonna be interesting to see what they do with them. Um, be interested to see how long um, Armstrong stays up here. Um, they can, th those matches right there will be those will be some great matches. You know, those four guys working together. That's that be some really good good stuff to see. Um, and we'll probably see none of it. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably like two weeks deal, and Armstrong it's back to Continental. <laughs> you know, um, I think in next week we might get the um, big Evansville Coliseum brawl. Um, it's got to be happening soon because that today was the late is basically it led up to it, so I bet that that'll happen. That's probably going to be on next week's show. And you said you never seen it, right? I have not. Oh, it's crazy, man. I had actually had it on. I actually taped it, and I had it on uh, in my collection, um, that show. with it. I want to say it's either next week or the week after it's, it's going to be on there. And, dude, it it's crazy. It's not. It's a little different from the Tupelo concession stand. Uh, but it's just as enjoyable and crazy and wild and Memphisy. It's Memphis written all over it. Um, so that that has to be in the next couple of weeks. So I'm sure it was on. It was on the Nashville Loop tape. It happened in Evansville, so surely they put it on the Evansville tape. But um, all right, that's about all I got. I'm I can't get nothing else. Enjoyed the show. Uh, next week's show. I, Watch the opening to make sure it is a studio show. And we do have Lance again. <laughs> so, um, uh, anything else you want to add before we, we sign off? Nothing from me. Nothing from you. All right. Well, everybody, we appreciate you listening. Um, tell everybody, your friends, you know, give us a listen. We're getting better. We're trying. Um, so, um. Just support us as much as you can by, you know, sharing the Facebook post. You know, let everybody know. Just give us a listen. Uh, so, that's it. We're done. Take a fork in us. For Jeremiah Plunkett and Quint Christmas, hey, that's me. Thanks for listening and God bless. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>